Making connections, affecting the culture, just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. If you've never fallen in love with a dead guy, That's you just should weird. really give it a try. Okay. <laughs> it is a just little weird. weird, but it's it's so true. Now, I gotta be honest. That sounds like a zombie romance comedy that you're talking about. I'm pretty about sure there's here. one of those out there. Well, uh, in case everyone listening is about to tune out and think, what the heck am I listening to? This is Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. And we're not talking about romantic zombie comedies and things like that, but we are going to be talking about a dead guy. Now, we love talking about heroes of the faith and especially those whose stories on this earth are completed and one of the favorite people that we like to talk about is a guy named Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Uh, now, Charles Spurgeon is known as the Prince of Preachers. He was a, a preacher in England in the 1800s. There's a lot that we want to talk about that we're going to talk about, but as usual, when it comes to a topic like this, we want to bring in somebody who is a lot smarter than either one of us, Wesley, which Let's be honest, it's not really hard to find. No, uh, it's not. <laughs> Let's be more specific. He's an, he's an expert in this Absolutely area. expert. We have Dr. Christian George on the line. Uh, now, Dr. George, you have uh, just an amazing, amazing story. You have studied uh, across the country, but also you have your PhD from Scotland. Um, so first off, thanks for being here. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. Uh, so tell us really quick, you got your PhD in Scotland. What, what took you out there? Yeah, you know, I was going to go to Princeton, and uh, you know what? God does this sometimes, I think. He just snaps his fingers and points us in different directions, and so he sent Rebecca and I to live for three years in St. Andrews, Scotland. Uh, Played a lot of golf, did a lot of theology, (laughs) and I fell in love with Charles Spurgeon there. Well, that and that's what we're talking about today is Charles Spurgeon. So for our listener who may not be very familiar with the Prince of Preachers, very briefly, tell us who Charles Spurgeon is. Yeah, absolutely. So Charles Spurgeon was the most popular preacher uh, in the Victorian era. So he was born in 1834, and he died in 1892. So about 150 years ago, everybody in our country knew who Spurgeon was. Uh, He was a small-time pastor of a small church in the middle of nowhere, Water Beach Baptist Church in, in Cambridge. And then God snapped his fingers and sent him to the biggest city in the world, London. And that's when his reputation and his ministry and his influence went viral all around the world. Uh, everybody wanted to go hear Charles Spurgeon preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, that was his one thing, to lift up Christ. And, and so I think there's a lot we can learn from him. Now, when you say his one thing was to point people to Christ, so would he be an evangelist or a pastor? How, how, would, how would our audience best recognize him as because when I think of a, an evangelist, it's that gospel measure. When I think about a pastor, it's a variety of topics as they go through Scripture. How would we understand yeah. Charles? Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing about Spurgeon. I mean, he wore so many hats. He was a pastor of the Metropolitan Tabernacle in London for 37 years, uh, but he was also an evangelist. Uh, he preached 12 times a week, different places, very often. Uh, he was an abolitionist. Uh, he Amen. was uh, an author. He wrote 140 books. Uh, if you've ever heard of his commentary on the Psalms called The Treasury of David, I mean, here's a man who took 20 years every day and worked on this commentary, just a labor of love. And so he did a lot. Uh, you know, he reached out to the marginalized of London. He had 66 parachurch ministries, which is just extraordinary. Wow. Wow. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, his main goal was to save souls. He has a famous book called The Soul Winner. That's what he was. 
Well, look, I know that you are really excited and really passionate about this. I can hear it in your voice and haven't talked to you a little bit off off radio here. I do want to ask you this question. What is something that our audience would be really, really surprised to know about Charles Spurgeon? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Everybody asks me that. Um, well, I don't know your audience uh, so well, but, uh, you know, I, I think maybe maybe one one thing is that he was only five foot four. And he weighed about wait, 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 what? Say that again. <laughs> he was five four and weighed about three hundred pounds. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I, I knew he was a large fellow, but I did not know he was a short fellow as well. That's... I didn't know he was a hobbit. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he had that the beard Jeremy, for it, though. Okay. Yeah, that was our producer. We <laughs> can get on to him for that. But now, Doctor, I do want to ask this. Now, he had a huge influence on America. Um, and that's you know not something we see very often, especially nowadays. I think that may even be a little foreign to our mm, listeners, the yep. fact that a preacher from England um, had such a huge influence on America and on our own culture. How did that happen? Well, when he produced his, uh, his Sunday morning sermon, uh, it was smuggled to our country. Went to I Chicago, love that, pre- that sermons are smuggled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they telegraphed it, they printed it uh, without his permission, and so... You know, D.L. Moody was so shocked in Colorado to see all these miners coming out of the bowels of the earth, as he says, uh, covered from head to toe in black soot, you know, with tears streaming down their face because someone had found one of these sermons and was reading it. I mean, his influence was, was unbelievable. But of course, you know, there's, there, there's a dark side to the story as well, because before the Civil War, 1850s, uh, Americans hated Spurgeon, particularly in the South, in the southern states, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. You know, they were burning his sermons because he was an abolitionist, and he hated slavery, and he was outspoken about it. And, and so it's fascinating, you know, to see uh, this country that, it, that was it split itself over this very issue, and Charles Spurgeon coming along and saying, slavery is wrong, every human life is made in the image of God, and it's important. You're listening to Gage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in this afternoon. We have Dr. George, who is an expert on Charles Spurgeon. We'll talk a little bit in the second segment about his mu- about a museum that he's put together. That he's coordinated uh, with it, with all the sermons and lost uh, sermons from Charles Spurgeon. I'm sure there's much more that we'll be excited to hear from him about. And also, you can go to EngageMagazine.net. There you can find right on the front page. Uh, an article that we've written on Charles Spurgeon by Jordan Shamley. He, y'all are familiar with his name because he's been in the studio with us before. So go check out EngageMagazine.net, pass EngageMagazine.net off to Millennial. Go follow us on social media, and you can find us more about us there. Yeah, so there's a couple of, of you know uh, books and sermons that I've, I've read and, and listened to now. They have uh, kind of re-recorded some of Spurgeon's sermons and, and released them on apps like Sermon Audio or websites like SermonAudio.com. Um, but one of the things that always um, intrigues me is that he talks about the people in his church. Um, and so you get that, that heart of the pastor when you hear him preach, when you read his sermons. But it, one of the things that has struck me is just how relevant his sermons that were preached in the 1800s are to my life in the 21st century. So, Dr. George, I want to ask you, what does Charles Spurgeon have to say to us today? He has a lot to say, man. I, I think he has so much to say about what it means for us to look to Christ. I think he has a lot to say about what a family should look like. Mm-hmm. You know, he spent all Wednesday just spending time with his family. As busy as he was, 
as many activities as he was involved with, he made time to be a husband and a father, and he never sacrificed uh, his family on the altar of ministry. Oh, so wow. I think that's certainly one thing. I, I think another thing is his humility. You know, here is someone who is working so many hours a day doing kingdom work, burning his calories for Christ, that the great famous um, African missionary, David Livingston, once said, Spurgeon, how do you accomplish so much in one day? I mean, really? And he said, you forget, Mr. Livingston, there are two of us working. Mm, So his humility, his dependence on the Holy Spirit and his prayer life, I think those were the secrets of his success. So there was no hidden... um, Well, you know, when when you think about someone like a Charles Spurgeon here, not having been able to talk to him in person or be around him, it was evident from one generation to the next his humility, his integrity, his character. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely it was. Absolutely it was. He said, you know, Christianity starts in the, in the home. Now, he wasn't perfect, and he sure. wasn't bulletproof. You know, he wrestled with pride, and he wrestled with sin, like, like we all do. I mean, he, pride he called his darling sin. You know, not because he loved it, but because he, you know, it kept coming back to him. And so it's interesting to read his early sermons, his, his early prayers, his early diary entries, talking about how he's able to overcome the sin with the power of the gospel. Yeah, and we're going to talk some more about those early sermons in the next segment because you have uh, compiled and edited uh, tw- a 12-volume set on the Lost Sermons of Spurgeon. But before we get to that, um, one of the questions that I, I really have been looking forward to asking you. For our listener, and for me personally, uh, if you could only recommend one work of Spurgeon, either a collection of sermons or a book or devotional, what would that one thing be as a great introduction to Spurgeon? You know, I tell all my students that the best way to fall in love with a dead guy is to read the works of a dead guy. I mean, the ink on the pages is the blood that survives them. And so Spurgeon has this little book. It's very simple. It's bite-sized. It's called Morning and Evening Devotionals. Every morning a devotional, every evening a devotional, wrapped around a text of Scripture. And so when I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I pull off my shelf, Morning and Evening Devotionals. And so I would recommend that to anyone. Of course, there are many other works, The Soul Winner, Lectures to My Students, for those who are entering the ministry, um, quite a few others, but morning and evening always ranks top uh, on my chart. You know, TJ, I've poked through that before. I've got that on my phone. Yeah, that's uh, so what I was going to say. You can get that Lagos. as a free app. Yeah. Like the, the morning and evening is oh, a free app okay. as well, there so you, you can get that. Uh, you can also get it on Logos, uh, which is a, a software program that Wesley and I talked ours. about. Right, we love Logos. We're we're big fanboys of those guys. So, uh, in the next segment, we are going to be talking some more about uh, Charles Spurgeon and about his influence that he's had in this world. And uh, so, Doctor George, real quick, you got something, Wesley? Yeah, I'm going to go in and drop a question here, and you think about it. And when we come back from the break, I want to get your answer. How is it that we can really, really appreciate, genuinely appreciate heroes such as Charles Spurgeon and others without making them an idol. Oh. So think about it because I we're think, about to come up on a break and I know we don't have enough time for that one. Yeah, I think that's really good. So you are listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We're going to come back with Dr. Christian George in the next segment to continue our discussion of Charles Spurgeon, the museum that is built in his name and more works about him. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> 